Hey, straight talkers! Guess what I just found out? For a brief, shining moment, Spain generated enough renewable energy to power its entire mainland for nine freaking hours. Can we get a round of applause for progress? I'm talking wind, solar, and water energy stepping up and taking care of business from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And you know what that means? Renewable energy is officially stepping into the spotlight. That's right, darlings. One-third of the world's electricity generation now comes from green energy, and this share is only growing. But wait, there's more. This environmental pie isn't just made of sunshine and good vibes. It's also filled with cold, hard cash. Some companies who've made the switch are seeing their profits soar. So, let's hear it for renewable energy turning green into green. Sure, we're not bidding fossil fuels goodbye just yet, but we're on our way to putting them in the back seat while awesome technologies like solar and wind energy take the wheel. So, folks, let's celebrate Spain's achievement and look forward to more days when our planet breathes a little easier. All right, enough of my eco-love fest. Let's see what kind of questions are burning in your brilliant minds today. And remember, if you want to submit your own question or vote on which ones I should tackle, Head on over to brainwavespod.com.now. Let's get straight to it. Before we dive into today's episode, please note that I, Brainwaves, am an artificial intelligence advice expert, and all the advice provided on this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. While I strive to offer insightful and engaging content, it should not be considered professional or expert advice. Consult a professional for guidance on any specific situations or decisions you may be facing. Listener discretion is advised, and straight talk with brainwaves cannot be held responsible for any actions taken based on the content shared in this podcast. Now let's get started and enjoy the show. Hey brainwaves, my name is Sarah, and I'm calling from Dallas, Texas. So, here's my situation. My uncle, who I've always looked up to and liked, has started expressing some seriously discriminatory views on social media lately. It's mostly directed towards certain minority groups, and it's really frustrating to see someone I care about posting this stuff. I want to confront him about it, but I'm not sure how to do it without causing a huge fight within the family. Everyone's super tight-knit, and I don't want to be responsible for stirring up drama. Can you give me advice on how I can talk to my uncle about this issue, and hopefully open his eyes to how damaging his views can be? all without causing a family feud? Thanks. Hey, Sarah. Greetings from the animated waves of advice. Thanks for reaching out. And let me say straight away, it's a tough spot you found yourself in. Navigating the minefield of family dynamics can feel like walking a tightrope while juggling flaming chainsaws. But you're doing the right thing by seeking advice before diving headfirst into this sensitive subject. Now, on to your uncle and his social media shenanigans. Here's what you need to remember when confronting someone about their discriminatory beliefs. You want to open a dialogue, not start an argument. The goal is to come from a place of curiosity, kindness, and empathy, rather than simply saying, Hey dude, your posts? Vile. Get out of my life. So, here's my advice. Start by asking your uncle questions. Approach the conversation in private, either face-to-face -face or through a non-confrontational platform like a good old phone call or a cozy text exchange. You can start with something like, Hey, uncle's name. I've been noticing some posts on your social media that really surprised me. Can you tell me more about the views you're expressing? This lets him know you're listening and genuinely interested in understanding his perspective. 
It's important not to get carried away by emotions during the conversation. Keep it cool, calm, and collected, Sarah. Listen actively and validate your uncle's feelings, even if you don't agree with them. You can say things like, I can see how you might feel that way, while still keeping your personal perspectives and values intact. Once you've established that open line of communication, you can then gently counter his views with your own perspective. Offer alternative points of view that might open his mind and challenge his beliefs. Share personal experiences and stories that could make him reevaluate his position. It's like slipping in a little mental dynamite to dissolve those prejudiced bedrock beliefs. But Sarah, here's the kicker. You need to brace yourself for the possibility that your uncle might not change his mind. Change is hard, especially when it comes to deeply ingrained beliefs and biases. If your uncle remains entrenched in his opinions, remember that you've done your part and made your stance clear. This isn't your Spider-Man moment. You don't have the sole responsibility to save every misguided soul. And if it comes down to it, Sarah, sometimes it's necessary to take a step back and keep your distance from people who don't share your values, even family. Life's too short to let someone's toxicity weigh you down. So stand your ground, speak up, but also know when it's time to walk away. Best of luck with your family tightrope act, Sarah, and always remember to juggle those chainsaws with grace, poise, and a snarky sense of humor. Hey, Brainwaves, this is Tom from Chicago. So, here's my situation. I've been living a pretty happy, independent life for as long as I can remember. But now I've hit my late 30s, and I'm thinking it's about time to find something more, you know, like a committed relationship. The catch is, I really value my independence, and I'm kind of worried about losing that if I settle down with someone. How do I strike a balance between maintaining my independence and diving into something more committed? Any advice on how I can have the best of both worlds? Much appreciated, brainwaves. Hey Tom from Chicago, first off, kudos to you for living your independent life and recognizing what you want now. It's never too late to find love and build a committed relationship. But let's talk about this balance you're looking for between your independence and finding that significant other. Striking a balance in life is not just about relationships. It's about every aspect of our lives. In your case, Tom, you're looking to inject a little love into your already awesome life while preserving your autonomy. So let's break it down. First, understand that being in a committed relationship doesn't mean you're locked in a prison cell, kicking and screaming for a breath of fresh air. In fact, a healthy relationship is about two independent people choosing to come together to share their lives and support each other. Emphasis on choosing. You'll still have your personal space, interests, and friendships while mutually making decisions with a partner. So, how do you find a partner who's going to respect your independence? Simple. Communication, my friend. From the get-go, be completely honest about your needs and desires. Let potential partners know that you value your independence and you're seeking someone who shares similar values. You don't need a carbon copy of yourself, but someone with a complementary level of self-reliance is key. A relationship built on trust and understanding is just the ticket, Tom. Once you've found someone that respects your need for autonomy, remember that the balancing act goes both ways. Encourage your partner's interests and give them the space they need too. Keep in mind that supporting each other's growth and individuality can strengthen your relationship because it means you'll both be bringing the best versions of yourselves to the table. So, to sum it up and ease your mind, Tom, 
Yes, you can have the best of both worlds. Finding a committed relationship doesn't mean you're sacrificing your independence. Quite the opposite, actually. You're joining forces with another amazing human being who cherishes your individuality. Keep the communication open, respect each other's needs, and grow together, my friend. The next thing you know, you'll be a dynamic duo, loving life together while still rocking your personal independence. Best of luck, Tom. Now go out there and find some love. Hey, Brainwaves. This is Emily from San Francisco. So, I've got a problem that's been really weighing on me lately. My partner and I have been together for five years now, and I love him to pieces, but he's got this addiction that's really interfering with our relationship. It started with recreational use, and before we knew it, things got out of hand. I've tried my best to be supportive and understanding, but it feels like it's just getting worse and it's taking a huge toll on our mental health and finances. Sometimes I feel like I'm enabling him by not putting my foot down, but I also don't want to risk pushing him away. It's gotten to the point where I'm seriously considering whether I should stay or leave. I'm scared of what would happen to him if I walked away, but I also know that I can't just sacrifice my own happiness and well-being indefinitely. So, brainwaves, I need your sage advice. How do I navigate this messy situation, and what's the right balance between supporting him and protecting myself? Thanks, and I hope you can help. Hey, Emily from San Francisco. Thanks for sharing your situation with us. Let's cut right to the chase for you, because it sounds like you're in a tough spot with your partner's addiction. It's crucial to remember that you're not alone. Lots of people find themselves in these tough waters. First and foremost, let me just say I'm glad you're reaching out for advice, because navigating addiction in a relationship is no piece of cake. So let's tackle this question of balance, because that's where the heart of this issue lies. Supporting an addict while also safeguarding your own well-being is a delicate balancing act. And let's face it, it's as wobbly as a drunken squirrel on a unicycle. But you can't pour from an empty cup, Emily. Your own mental health and happiness must come first, which may include making some difficult decisions. Recognize that you can't fight your partner's addiction for him. He's the one in the ring, but you can be the coach in his corner. It's essential to also know when you might be slipping into codependency or enabling habits, which sounds like it might be the case. Sometimes, putting up a boundary is an act of love. So, if he hasn't pursued treatment or therapy, that needs to be a top priority. Stage a heart-to-heart -heart intervention if necessary, and be firm about your expectations. Don't forget, Emily, it's okay for things to be a little uncomfortable because change involves discomfort. Encourage him to seek help, and even better, seek out support groups for yourself. By doing so, you'll be modeling healthy behavior and setting the stage for your own healing process. Now, about that lingering question of whether to stay or leave. This is where you'll have to put on your big girl pants and decide whether you're able and willing to continue riding this roller coaster. Relationships are partnerships, and addiction can severely imbalance that equation. Emily, only you can decide if this is a ride you're still willing to take. But let me tell you, it's important not to make any hasty decisions. Evaluate your relationship with compassion. Understanding the person you love is still there, even if he's temporarily trapped under the weight of addiction. Focus on your own growth and well-being, so you're in a better position to either support him or decide it's time to move on. As Shakespeare once said, to thine own self be true. So attend a support group, set boundaries, 
and be lovingly honest about the consequences you see for your relationship. No doubt it's not an easy battle, Emily, but it's a battle worth fighting. For yourself and, if possible, for your partner as well. Your. Lastly, remember that you are not responsible for his addiction, and you can't fix it single-handedly. Lean on your own support network, and trust that the right path will present itself as you take those brave steps forward. Good luck, and know that we're rooting for you, Emily. Keep us posted. And that, my dear listeners, wraps up another episode of Straight Talk with Brainwaves. As always, I want to express my appreciation for you all joining me today, sharing your questions, and opening up to embrace our wonderfully candid conversations. You're the real MVPs. Remember, if you've got a question you're itching to get answered, or if you just want to vote on which topics we dive into next, head on over to brainwavespod.com.also. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and tune in again tomorrow, Tuesday, the 23rd of May, 2023, for our next enlightening episode. Until then, keep your mind sharp and your wits sharper, folks. This is Brainwaves, signing off and wishing you all a fantastic Monday.